Welcome to the Adventure Life Podcast, where we are finding adventure in the God of every day. And now your host, Will Ratcliffe. So this last weekend, my nephew graduated from high school, went down and saw the ceremony. My brother-in-law gave the charge for this. It was a small Christian school, and he did a great job. Talked about walking in humility, what that looks like, what that would look like for these graduates. But it got me thinking. What would I tell a graduating class? What kind of charge would I give, especially knowing this is a group of young Christian men and women about to go off into the world and begin their lives apart from their parents? Hey everyone, I'm Will Ratliff. This is the Adventure Life Podcast, episode 18. Welcome. If you're just joining me, it's probably going to be the last, uh, or like third to the last episode of this season. I'm going to be winding down in just the next couple of weeks. So... Um, I'm excited for that, but I'm all, I'm excited to have a little bit of a break, but I'm also excited to see what God has in store for for the next season of this. And I do expect to be back. I don't, don't know exactly when, but um, probably take a few weeks off and then come back and see what uh, what God has in store. So, so again, back to this charge. What would I tell a group of young Christian men and women that are graduating, about to go off into their next adventure? You know, there's several things that I would probably say to them. And I think the first thing is the most important thing is that just God loves you. He loves you more than you can manage, imagine. He loves you more than you can know. You can't do anything to earn more of God's love. You can't do anything to diminish, God, to diminish God's love for you. You can't sin your way out of God's love or favor or blessing. And I know that there are those that teach that, that if you sin or if you sin and don't ask for forgiveness, then you're in jeopardy of losing that favor with God. You're actually in jeopardy of losing even your salvation. And so, but I believe that, you know, there's no way that you can, and this may be a topic for future discussion, but I don't believe you can lose your salvation. Uh, you can't sin your way out of salvation because that really nullifies the work that Jesus did on the cross. And and so there's really, if you read through the Bible, you can't, you can't really, you can't get there. You can't lose your salvation. There's scripture that talks about God's great love for us and you know how he has cast our sin as far as the east is from the west. And you know, there's all kinds of stuff about his forgiveness, his loving kindness, his mercy. And so those are things that you can't you cannot lose as a believer. Because God's love is boundless, endless. And I think the more we can understand about God's love, the deeper we will trust him. And be able to trust really in ourselves and in our relationship with Him. And, you know, that's not to say that decisions and choices don't have consequences. They do, but that doesn't impact how much God loves you. So, you know, we can make decisions. We can make decisions that are not probably what God feels like, you know, what's God's best for us. I've made those. I've made definitely my share of those. But that never impacted the love that God had for me. And the affection that he had for me. So, you know, I think he was, even in some of my worst times, and when I was wandering off in the weeds, I think, you know, God was still loving me. He was still drawing me and trying to, you know, really bring me back into himself, bring me back, kind of 
you know, way out of the weeds and into where just that, you know, that sweet spot that, that I think he wanted me to be in. And so, so that first one, God loves you more than you can imagine. You know, the second thing I would tell these people is live in freedom. So they're, and, you know, live in freedom of the spirit, live in this freedom I think when we can understand that God loves us, then we can actually live in that freedom. I think we talk a lot about freedom in churches and in you know, Bible studies, small groups, things like that. But I don't know, and I, you know, I did this for a long, long time, that we talk about this freedom that we have in Christ, but really feel bound in, in, in just this you know, religiosity. And so it's this weird kind of juxtaposition of, I'm talking about freedom. I don't really feel free, but I know I need to talk about it. I need, I need to preach, you know, even when I was leading Bible studies and talking about it, you know, walking in that freedom. And I, th- I think God was drawing me into that space. But, you know, really over the last decade, probably 10, 12 years, is when I've really experienced that freedom. And you know, it's not, and it's different than, you know, there's, we talk about the freedom from sin. I always have believed that, but it's really this freedom to walk in the spirit and to move away from the, that religious obligation, to move away from the legalism of, yeah, you know, Jesus saved us, but then we're obligated to live by all of these things, you know, whether it's in the Old Testament or New Testament, all of these rules and regulations, you know, going to church reading your Bible, praying, all this stuff. I don't know what it is about us as just a church, you know, as a church culture, but we say, hey, there's all this freedom, and then we pile on all of these obligations to people. And, okay, so now that you believe Jesus, here's all the things that you have to do, and here's the list. And so it just becomes, again, it just becomes this, just this weight on people's shoulders and lives where we say there's freedom, but then it's, it's kind of like the bait and switch type thing where, hey, this is, you know, we say it's this, but it's really this, and it's not, you know, it's not freedom at all. And so what I would encourage those students would be live in that freedom, and there's going to be people that, who will try to get you to return to the bondage of law, live under religious obligation, and I would say run from them and anything that smacks of those things, anything that smacks of religious or religious religion or religious obligation, or you feel this bondage again in the things that you are asked to do, run, run from those things. And the next thing that I would say is learn to live in the spirit. Follow the nudges that you sense from from the spirit and from God. We'll let them know that God desires to speak to you and with you. Find ways to cultivate those open conversations with Father and learn to walk just this daily walk where your your ears are always open, open, the eyes of your spirit are always open to really know and see what God has for you each and every day. That it's not about just going going to church on Sundays or Wednesday nights or waiting to hear from the preacher or a teacher, or your small group leader, that you've got to learn to live in the Spirit each and every day, and that begins, that foundation of love and freedom 
really allows us to learn to live in the Spirit. And as you cultivate those relationships, that relationship with God, and I would say surround yourself with some, you know, some brothers or sisters who are a little bit further along in the journey and bounce some things off of them. Hey, I'm, I'm thinking this. I'm, you know, God is, I feel like God's speaking to me in this way and asking me, hey, I want you to you know, encourage these people or gather these people together for, for a little while and, and just talk about some spiritual things, having some conversations. So I would definitely encourage that living by the Spirit. And the only way really to, you can learn to live by the Spirit is just doing it. It's just stepping out, asking God to, you know, to speak to you, to open your ears. God, help me to you know, understand where, how you're moving and where you're moving. Help me to walk with you and, and learn to see where you're moving, to be able to join you in that and to, be, and to notice when you're inviting me into those spaces to join you in your work. And I think that is just an amazing, again, you know, I've talked about it from the very beginning, but it's just an amazing invitation that the God of the universe would invite us into a place where He wants us just to work with Him and to look, you know, to look at situations with Him and see what's going on, and just to feel that nudge of, hey, you know, go encourage this person. And there's times that I, you know, in the middle of conversations, I realize, okay, God is in this conversation, and He. He invited me here, I'm here, and so let's see where this goes. And so, you know, the other thing I would encourage these young men and women is to trust your heart. There are many people out there who will tell you the opposite, that you can't trust yourself, you can't trust your desires, you can't trust your heart, because your heart is evil and it's no good. Well, there's scripture that says that, you know, he takes our heart of stone and puts in a heart of flesh. That if we believe in Jesus, then we are new creation. And the only way to live within that new creation is to stop focusing on our sin. And, you know, a lot of times we end up focusing on the things that we do wrong, trying not to do the wrong things, instead of just living out of that new new creation that we are. And it's, it's definitely a different way of thinking. And I think it can be, you know, it can be a challenge. It can be difficult because we're so used to focusing on sin management. So Dallas Willard talks about this in in his book, uh, The Divine Conspiracy. He talks about that, you know, instead of focusing on the kingdom and kingdom life, we tend to focus on just managing our sin. And that, you know, was much of my Christian life is that, I, you know, that I felt like I had to manage the things that I struggle with, you know, that, that was my focus instead of really just focusing on, hey, I have this new life. By the, you know, I live by the Spirit. I'm walking by the Spirit. I've been made a new creation. And, and instead of living in that reality, we have a tendency, and I, again, I don't know why this is, but we have a tendency to go back and just try to manage our behavior. Well, these are the things you have to do. And I think a lot of it is because of, you know, we like to be in control and we want to be able to control things when you're living out of your, you know, this new creation, when you're living out of this new life, it's less about control. And again, it's more about that freedom that we have. It's learning to walk, live in the spirit, follow those nudges, 
day in, day out. Have that open communication with Father. Okay, what do you, you know, just that daily thing that we have to focus on. And maybe it's easier to not have to do that. And so I can just focus on, I can focus on reading my Bible. I can focus on my prayer time. I can focus on these things that I can control instead of feeling like, not that I'm out of control, but I don't have any control. And so I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, for these these young people, I would say, trust your heart. Trust your, you know, trust that intuition. Because even, you know, there's a period of my life where I would just as soon forget. And I was not, was not making great choices, you know, but I, I still could feel God's presence in that. Although I knew that, you know, that some of my behaviors were not pleasing to him and not, you know, the things that he would, he would choose for me. But I, I never felt God, you know, that God just removed himself from, or his presence from me. Uh, but there was also, like, I knew. I knew that things were wrong. I, you know, I knew I was making bad choices, even in the moment. But, um, yeah, I just chose, to, you know, chose to not follow what I knew was right and follow, you know, what I would call more my, you know, the fleshly desires. But... But I think, you know, even then, I would say, even if there's a chance that you're going to make a, make a mistake, you're going to follow the things that probably are not best for you, that you could still trust your heart. Because, again, I knew what was wrong, and I knew what was right. I just chose to not live by what I knew was right. And, again, there's no, you know, unfortunately for... There's, you know, there's no cure for that. You just have to have, you know, some people, I guess like me, just have to have, to have those experiences. But, it, but through that as well, I learned a ton of grace and, you know, walked through some very difficult times. And I was ashamed of a lot of those things, but was able to walk through, walk through some really sweet times with Father in just learning more about grace and his, you know, there's a verse in the scripture that talks about he who has sinned much, loves much. And I feel like that's me because I feel like, you know, there was a season in my life where that's all I was doing, which that's not the case, but, but it felt like that. And it was just definitely a dark season for, for me, but I walked, you know, I got out of it and I feel like I'm a better person for it. I feel like that my my love of God is deeper because I, because of the times that I went through those times, plus also just learning about grace and God's grace and how much he loves me. And so, you know, and then I would say too, you know, just like me, there are going to be times that these young people will, will be tempted to wander from what is true and right. But if you're continually listening and checking in, just like I did, You'll sense those things that are out, out of kilter, and eventually, I think you'll you'll return to what is what is true and right, just like I did. And I will also say, that if you know God's love for you, you're learning to live in the Spirit. That, then you can trust your heart, because you're going to know when things are, again, out of kilter. You're going to know when things are are good and right. There have been seasons of my life where I know, man, I am exactly where I need to be. I'm making, you know, and again, it's not about the decisions, but 
you know, I'm taking opportunities. I, I could feel God was in those things. And it was just one of the most peaceful, joyful seasons of my life. And again, I made some big mistakes in that, those times as well. But I trusted my heart. And, you know, that's one of the things that I've done, I think, probably most of my, most of my life. I can remember just knowing about certain decisions that, yeah, this is, this is what God wants me to do. I can remember sitting in specific places and making specific decisions throughout the course of my life, you know, whether it's sitting in specific places or being in specific places, knowing, yeah, this is what God wants me to do and moving forward. That doesn't all, that doesn't always make it easy. There's been difficult times, and even in those decisions, knowing that God wants me to step out and do certain things. You know, there, there have been some stressful times, but I can tell you it's been worth it. And, you know, the funny thing is, all of these things that I would tell to, to high schoolers graduating, I would say the same thing to you listening to this podcast, that that God loves you beyond anything that you can imagine. You can't do anything to earn more of it. You can't do anything to diminish, to diminish it. His love is boundless. I would encourage you to live in freedom, to walk in freedom, and that there's going to be people that will try to pull you back into bondage of you know, law, religion, religious obligation. I would just say run from them. Anything that smacks of those things, you have, you know, you don't need my permission, but you have it to run from those things. Learn to live in the, in the spirit and follow the nudges that you sense that God may be asking you to do. It could be completely different than what God's asked me to do. And that's, I mean, I think that's the amazing thing about being part of the body of Christ is that we all have different gifts and abilities that God uses to further his kingdom. And that he uses to to let us fellowship with one another, encourage one another, and to help advance his kingdom. I would tell you to trust your heart. And that there's probably a lot of people out there who have just told you that you can't. You can't trust your desires. You can need to lay all of those down on the altar. I've been there. I've probably taught that. And I'm sorry. Let me apologize now. So I have learned over my, you know just the last few years that I think God takes our desires, blends them with Him. He takes the things that we're good at, our strengths, the talents, and He weaves just this beautiful tapestry in our life that allows us to impact those around us. And it may grow and shift and change from year to year, you know, every few years. But it's just this, just this incredible thing that God invites us into this space where we can. We can live in that freedom. We can learn to trust Him above all. And that we can learn to trust our hearts and find, really just, you know, find our path and find the ways that we can impact the world around us. I don't think we're all called to impact the the entire world. I know I felt that pressure at one time that you know I wanted, I wanted to make a difference in the world. 
Well, just start with a just start with the people around you. Start with your family. Start with your friends. Start in that familiar space. Maybe God will use you to impact more than that. But if He doesn't, then just the people that you're around should, you know, would be impacted enough by just the change that they see in you and the way that you live your life. And maybe this is going to be the space where you chart a new path into walking into freedom and grace and living in this new adventure. So until next week, my friends, grace and peace and enjoy the journey.